0: Before we start this podcast, I'd like to remind you that when you're building your maker business, it's helpful to have both a business plan and a brand strategy. At georgesupplyco.com, I've spelled out all the parts of a brand strategy, including pre-purchase, in-purchase, and post-purchase branding in a free post titled, How to Build a Brand Strategy. You'll find a link on the front page of georgesupplyco.com. Welcome to the Business for Makers podcast, brought to you by George Supply Company, Each episode, we explore topics you need to know to grow your maker hobby into a maker business and brand. I'm Scott Shervitz, and this week, 15 more business terms you absolutely need to know to be successful. Let's begin with the Business for Makers News Desk. And we will start, as always, with lumber pricing. According to tradingeconomics.com, lumber prices rose to about $545 per 1,000 board feet from $525. Now, the construction sector continues to recover as housing starts rose almost 15% in December versus November and the Fed has signaled three rate cuts in 2024. This, combined with the sawmill shutdowns we saw last year, may result in higher demand and lower supply in 2024. Turning now to business news. The 2023 U.S. Digital Shopping Index found that nearly 12% of shoppers ranked payment choice as the most important feature of their online shopping experience. And close to 50% called payment choice a very or extremely important option. That ranked higher than free shipping, easy to navigate websites, and higher than even discounts, which makes it interesting that this week, Amazon has stopped taking payments via P- PayPal's owned Ven- Venmo. Both companies declined to comment on why the partnership ended after a short-lived partnership that began just last fall. But the takeaway for me is while offering a wide variety of payment options is critical to your customer's shopping experience, critical to your profit might be to read the fine print on these options, as apparently Amazon did with Venmo, ensuring that they also work for you. For example, I discontinued Amazon Pay as an option for George Supply Company last year because I did not read the fine print to see that Amazon requires merchants to hold a significant amount of your funds in a reserve controlled by Amazon to guard against customer refunds. Now that's reasonable, but as my Amazon Reserve grew to $1,300, money that I could not be paid by Amazon, so did my frustration grow, especially knowing that any customer refunds, which I very seldom have and Amazon could easily see, could easily be charged to my credit card on file. So I made the decision to not offer Amazon pay as an option any longer. Also this week, According to trackline.com and their 2023 Power Tool report that they issued last week, the top retailer for Power Tool purchases was, yes, the Orange Building Home Depot with a 28% market share, followed by Lowe's at 19%, Amazon at 13%, and then Walmart at 12%. In terms of unit sales by brand, DeWalt is number one with a 16% market share and was also the only major brand with an increase in unit share of 1%. DeWalt is followed by number two, Craftsman, number three, Milwaukee, number four, Ryobi, and then all other brands together make up 63%. And finally, in my own business news, December was the second best month in 13 years for our Emo's Pizza restaurant division and a decent month for our Sugarfire Smokehouse restaurant division. Strategic planning starts next week for our new MacDoodles liquor store opening in fall of 2024. This will be my biggest project to date, both physically and in sales. So success is the only option. George Supply Company finished the year down 38% in sales from the previous year, but profits were up 150%, thanks to the more profitable sales of our woodworks division. GSC adhesive sales continue to be challenging as we try to get more makers to use the product. This will be a major emphasis for me in 2024, now that the packaging has been updated, along with the inclusion of micro tips, safety information, and soon replacement bottle uh, caps with each purchase. And we have recently seen a surge in enrollment in our George Supply Company courses, which we're excited to see. Makers are learning how to raise awareness of their brand and market to their customers, as well as convincing online shoppers to make a purchase. The courses are available at georgesupplyco.com for $49 each. And that is it for the Business for Makers News Desk. This episode of the Business for Makers podcast is brought to you by GSC Adhesives CA Glue. Dries in seconds, forms a permanent bond on a wide variety of materials, perfect for filling knots, and cracks in wood, ideal for general use home repair, and can be used with Activator for instant drying. GSC Adhesives CA Glue is available at georgesupplyco.com. This episode, I'm continuing our brief series, demystifying business terms that every owner should be aware of. In fact, I just threw a bunch of them around in the last few minutes. Even in the businesses I'm associated with today, I find there are principals who do not understand these terms and their impact on their profits. Now in their defense, many business owners did not study business in school, but they suddenly found themselves in business, providing their product or skill to others. Last episode, we reviewed 15 business terms like revenue and cash flow and ROI and liabilities and more. This week, I have 15 more business terms you absolutely need to know. You don't necessarily need to be prepared to calculate each of these, but you at least need to understand what they mean when you are discussing them with your accountant, your banker, or other principals. So here are the next 15 important business terms that can be valuable for a new business owner to understand, many of which I've already mentioned in this podcast. I'm going to break these up into a few different categories, but the first one is a standalone term that I want to mention at the top. Number one, e-commerce. This is buying and selling goods and services online. Your e-commerce business strategy is in many ways different from your face-to-face business in brick and mortar venues. Your marketing, your online presence like your website, standard operating procedures, return policies, and much more will reflect the different nature of online business. Okay, that was an easy one out of the way. Let's look at a few terms related to your business's performance. So business term number two is strategic planning. Now strategic planning is a process in which an organization's leaders define their vision for the future and identify their organization's goals and objectives. The process includes establishing the sequence in which those goals should be realized so that the organization can reach its stated vision. I mentioned earlier that we start strategic planning next week for a new business that we have coming out this fall. The management team will get together to discuss how we can raise awareness about the upcoming new business so that we have excitement and momentum already in place on opening day. That's the first step in the sequence for the organization to be successful. Number three, key performance indicators or KPIs are measurable and quantifiable metrics used to evaluate the performance of your company's activities. For example, at George Supply, I measure average order, returning customer rate and conversion rate, which is the number of customers purchasing divided by the total number of visits. These are some of my KPIs. These help me understand how much my customers are buying, how much they are, how often they're returning to me, and how often that a visit to my website results in an actual purchase. These metrics help me identify the strengths and weaknesses of my e-commerce strategy. At the pizza restaurant, however, I measure labor as a percent of sales. I measure delivery time and I measure food cost as a percent of sales to provide a few examples. If labor or food costs start creeping up as a percentage of sales, I know that I either need to adjust my supply chain, some of our procedures, or possibly raise prices to stay in business. As a side note, I measure those those KPIs. I look at those weekly at the restaurants and m- weekly or monthly for George Supply. And I specifically have time set aside, scheduled, to do those KPIs. Not just when I have time, but I I do set them on the calendar, and other things work around those. You'll be in, you'll be surprised at. It's not the process, the uh, the results of getting the KPI, it's the process of finding the numbers and the things you learn as you're doing the actual work. All right, back to work, back to the subject. Number four, market share. Market share is calculated by taking the company's sales over some time period and dividing it by the total sales of the industry over the same period. As I mentioned earlier, DeWalt in 2023 had a 16% market share of the power tool market. That means 16% of all power tool sales were DeWalt products. The higher your market share, the better your business is performing. Number five, diversification. Diversification is a growth strategy that involves entering into a new market or industry one that your business doesn't currently operate in while also creating a new product for that market now again see above all the businesses that either manage or own are an example of diversification across markets the benefit here is if one market is struggling we have others that might be able to pick up the slack For example, during COVID, while our sit-down barbecue restaurants were, you know, essentially shut down, the pizza delivery division achieved sales and profit records, thereby maintaining the health of the entire organization. Diversification serves as insurance, so no one poor performing market can bring down the entire organization. Number six, benchmarking. Benchmarking is a process that involves measuring the performance of your business against a competitor in the same market. This will give you a better understanding of your business performance and potential. Now, this is a hard process to do since, well, you you don't have access to your competitor's metrics, right? So you use what you have, such as social media following, available assortment, pricing, etc. cetera. Think from the perspective of your customers. If they're choosing between your company and your competitors, what are the factors that are pushing them to buy from you or them? Do they have more products? Is your quality noticeably better? Do they offer lower prices? Do you have more customization options? These are all questions I'm sure you've asked yourself and a process you've already done. It's just, this is where I'm letting you know that the process is called benchmarking. All right, so those are some key terms related to measuring the performance of your business strategic planning, KPIs, market share, diversification, and benchmarking. Let's move on to some key terms to describe your business assets. Number seven, intellectual property, also known as IP, refers to the creations of the mind. These are inventions literary or artistic works, and symbols, images, names, and logos used in e-commerce or any commerce. Businesses are often unaware that their business assets might also include IP rights. It's worth looking more into what intellectual property rights might apply to your business and products. Similarly, If you see inspiration in the work of others, and of course, who doesn't? You want to make sure that you aren't mm, too inspired by their work and infringe on their IP when you make a similar product. Number eight, liquidity. Sounds hard, but it's really simple. Liquidity is a company's ability to convert assets to cash, or acquire cash through either a loan or money in the bank to pay its short-term obligations or liabilities how much cash could your business access if you had to pay off what you owe today how fast could you get it liquidity answers that question knowing your business's liquidity is important for your bookkeeping and your finances number nine depreciation the monetary value of an asset decreases over time due to use wear and tear or obsolescence this decrease is measured as depreciation your accountant can use this as an expense on your profit and loss statement thereby reducing your profit on paper but not reducing the cash you have on hand. Be sure to consult your tax accountant regarding this topic. I am not offering any tax advice. Number 10, return on assets. Return on assets measured measures how efficient a company's management is in generating profit from their total assets on the balance sheet. ROI or return on assets is shown as a percentage and the higher the number, the more efficient a company's management is at managing their balance sheet to generate profits. Next, I want to talk briefly about your business's message. Let's define two key terms that will help your business's branding and marketing. Number 11, sustainability. Sustainability in business refers to a company's strategy to reduce the negative environmental impact that results from their operations. An organization's sustainability practices are typically analyzed against environmental, social, and governance metrics. These are called ESG metrics, environmental, social, governance. For example, on most of the George Supply Company product descriptions, we mention the sustainability advantage of our direct to garment printing and how it leaves no unsold inventory to add to landfills. Mentioning this kind of information can be very important to some customers and give them a better impression of the brand. Or a maker might be part of the urban lumber movement, giving fallen trees new life. This aspect of your business can hold a lot of value to customers, which could translate into profits. Number 12, value proposition. A value proposition is a statement that clearly identifies the benefits a company's products and services will deliver to its customers. A well-crafted value proposition will differentiate the company and or its specific products or services in the marketplace among a target market or a target audience. I discuss this quite a bit in my marketing blogs and courses. Bottom line, how are you different from the competitor, local, your personalization, specialization, what value are you bringing to your customers that other businesses cannot? Okay, finally, let's define some terms for your business's future. If you're discussing your business with investors or partners, knowing these terms can help you to have a productive conversation about what the future holds for you and your business. So number 13, stakeholder. A stakeholder is a person, group, or organization with a vested interest or a stake in the decision-making and the activities of a business, organization, or project. Stakeholders can be members of the organization they have a stake in or, They can have no official affiliation at all. Number 14, exit strategy. A business's exit strategy is an investor's strategic plan to sell his or her ownership in a company to investors or another company. An exit strategy gives a business owner a way to reduce or liquidate his stake in a business, and if the business is successful, make a substantial profit. And finally, number 15, mergers and acquisitions, often called m and and is a gen- generally used term to describe the process of combining companies through various types of transactions. The most popular one is acquisition, where one company buys another and transfers ownership. And there you have it. 15 business terms you absolutely, positively need to know. That wasn't that difficult though, right? You knew most of them. You probably just didn't know what the technical term for them was. We're going to make a business pro out of you yet. If you're ready to continue your business operation education, you'll find a number of free informational posts in our Business for Makers blog at georgesupplyco.com. In addition, we're very excited to offer our two newest courses: Brand Strategy Part One, which is Get Noticed, raising awareness about your brand and capturing your customers' attention, and Brand Strategy Part 2, Converting Shoppers into Buyers in Purchase Branding. Both are available at georgesupplyco.com. I'm Scott Sherwitz, and thank you for listening to the Business for Makers podcast, brought to you by George Supply Company. And thank you to my co-author, Brian Sherwitz teacher and instructional designer based in st louis subscribe to our podcast to get regular insights and tips for building your maker business and you can get more information about building your brand selling merchandise with your logo and maintaining your business operations all at georgesupplyco.com it's stuck in your head, isn't it? The dream of owning your own business, growing from a simple hobby in your workshop to an income that can support your family. But you're already maxed out, right? Work, kids, hobbies, the house. Where are you going to find time to start a business? Well, today might not be the day to quit your job and Just go for it. But it might be the day to start building the foundation of something that could change your life a little later. It might be the day to start learning just a little bit of what you need to know so that when you take the leap, you're prepared to succeed. So let's get you moving for free. You learned early when you joined this maker community that Quality tools make all the difference. And just like you've assembled the tools of your craft in your workshop, you need to assemble the tools of business in your own small business. And a great first one is our free business plan tool. Because I'm sure you already have ideas for the future of your workshop. So let's get them formalized and turned into a business plan and the future of your business. Let's figure out who's going to buy from you. How will they even know you exist? How do you make a profit? And so much more. Get the free business plan tool at georgesupplyco.com.